The following podcast has been brought to you by Catholic Digital Resources. Visit the website catholicdr.com for downloadable parish resources. At Catholic Digital Resources, you can find faith-building bulletin inserts on the Sunday Scriptures, RCIA materials, ready-made PowerPoints for catechists, faith-sharing materials for Bible study groups and small Christian communities, and much more. Download faith formation resources and evangelization tools from Catholic Digital Resources at catholicdr.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. Hi, let's begin this podcast by praying together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we ask you, Lord, to speak through me what you want me to share, and open the ears and the hearts and the minds of those listening to this podcast for them to receive what you want them to receive, nothing more and nothing less than what you want them to receive. We ask this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, think of the special someone whom you've been praying for because he or she has left the church or maybe never had true faith at all. How do you feel about it? When you are praying for them, how do you feel? Do you feel angry, fearful, worried, worried about their salvation? Worried about how their lack of faith is messing up their lives today. I'm sure you feel something, something strong enough to motivate you to pray. And there's something in you that is connected to the Holy Spirit. Your spirit, your own human spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit in such a way that you really care. You are praying because you know this person needs God and needs your prayer support you know you are an intercessor for them they are not lifting themselves up to Christ they are not lifting themselves up to the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to help them know the truth because you know Jesus said that he would give us the spirit of truth the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth this is how we recognize truth when we hear it it's the Holy Spirit in us saying what you're hearing now is truth i mean if what i'm saying to you me terry modica if what i'm saying to you is resonating in your spirit is is is, inside you you're going yes she is speaking truth that's the holy spirit in you working with your human spirit to teach you what the holy spirit wants you to learn or to reassure you or or whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is communicating to you. I am his instrument. I pray much to be his instrument. I go to mass before I make these podcasts. Uh, I do a lot to nurture my own faith life. I repent daily of the things that I do that are not like Christ or not the way Christ wants me to be. And, you know, I do what I can to be God's instrument for you because I care about you and more than that I know God cares about you and 
the greatest thrill of my life is to be his instrument in your life. It's heartbreaking, isn't it, to love someone who is stubbornly rejecting the truth about Jesus. It's hard to watch them suffer the worldly effects of not turning to him, not letting him be their savior. You know how important faith in Christ would be for their life right now if they would but turn to him. And here's the biggest heart-wrencher for us in these people that, that we care about, that we're praying for. We fear that they won't be spending eternity with us in heaven. There's a bit of selfishness in our prayer. And that's okay. That is a good kind of selfishness. It is, it's the same selfishness that God has. You know, God says, I long for, I want you to spend eternity with me. We have the same, we have the Holy Spirit in us saying the same thing to the people or in our minds and our hearts to the people who we're worried are not going to be with us in eternity because they are not letting Christ be their Savior. You're not alone in feeling this kind of heartache. Many of the prayer requests that come into Good News Ministries are for the conversion of loved ones. That's why I decided to make this the topic of today's podcast. We are called and commissioned by Christ to evangelize. We know that, but how can we do this successfully for the ones that we care about most? You know, isn't it the ones who are closest to us, who are the hardest ones to evangelize? We have other people that we run into in the workplace or at church or in our friendships who who we've actually been able to help grow closer to Christ. We've, you know, we share our faith with them and they are changed for it. You know, they, they are grateful to hear how they can become closer to Christ as well. But those that are closest to us are often the ones who are the hardest to evangelize. So in praying for them, we need to be praying that God send in people, other people, to their lives to evangelize them. And we need to remember that very often all we can do, the only thing we could do, is pray for them. And let go of our attempts to change them. Let go of wanting to manipulate their lives to, to turn to Christ or to manipulate their ears, their thinking processes to stop Stop the crazy nonsense of what they're believing and hear what we have to say. Hear the truths that we long to get across to them. We have to let go of that desire. Not letting go of the desire for their conversion. Because that is really the key that the Lord has placed in us. To keep us motivated to keep praying. Because that is very important. Praying with our love for them and even our tears for them is very important. Very important to the Lord. We are called and commissioned by Christ to evangelize. Prayer is the first thing and sometimes sometimes the only thing, but definitely the most important thing we can do for our loved ones. But that's not all. Obviously, prayer hasn't been making a difference, right? The loved ones you've been praying for for a while still are lost in the traps of the world, right? 
let's look at this more deeply about why and how we can make a difference. How can we successfully bring conversion, a spirit of conversion, to those whom we care about most? Jesus would not ask us to partner with him in the mission of salvation if he did not also provide the means for accomplishing it. Remember, he cares more about the salvation of your loved ones than you do. So yes, he is going to provide what it takes for us to be instruments, his instruments of their salvation, his instruments of divine power to help them come to conversion. Now, I can't tell you what is going to work for the awakening of the faith of the people that you're praying for. I do not have the key to success to share with you. I do not have tips and tricks, tools, whatever, to give you and say, here, this is what will work, do this. I can tell you what won't work, and I will share some of that. But I can't tell you what will work because everyone is different. For some, what works is hitting the bottom of what the world has to offer. They're relying on the crutches that the world has provided. They're relying on their own ideas of what's right and what's wrong and what is okay for them to do and what's not okay. They're relying on themselves. They're relying on the false teachings that the world has has been telling them. Hitting bottom for some people the crutches being pulled away. You know, one of the things you could pray, for example, is, Lord, take away their crutches of what they're leaning on so that they fall and hit bottom so that they have to turn to you. Now, this doesn't work for everybody because some people die never turning to Christ, no matter how many times they hit bottom. Some people staying in the bottom. Some people committing suicide because they're in the bottom. And by the way, if you're worried about anyone that you're praying for ending up suicidal, pray this prayer. Lord, do not let them die. And this isn't just regarding suicide, by the way. This could be dying by accident. Lord, do not let them die before they are ready to spend eternity with you. That prayer works. And let me tell you how I know it works. Many years ago, we were praying, my husband and I were praying for Ralph's dad because although he had gone to church most of his life, he didn't really believe that God loved him. And I'm not saying that this was going to send him to hell. I don't think that at all. But we were praying that he wouldn't die, that the Lord would not let him die before he really, really understood how much God loved him. Then he developed Alzheimer's. How in the world would he ever have that kind of conversion, the conversion to fully believing and trusting in God's love for him, when he's lost in Alzheimer's? When the Alzheimer's was mild, he still remained stubbornly, thinking that thinking the false teachings that had been keeping him trapped in the belief that God did not really love him. Alzheimer's got worse, but we trusted in that prayer. Lord, do not let him die before he fully understands how much you love him. And then the miracle happened. 
two weeks before he died. Suddenly, he started asking for the Eucharist to be brought to him. You know, by now, it had been a long time since he'd been able to go to Mass. And he came out of the Alzheimer's enough to ask for the Eucharist to be brought to him. So his wife, my mother-in-law, you know, called up the church and a, a nun started bringing communion to him often for those final two weeks. We have no idea what changed his thinking, what happened in his spirit, what the Lord did in his spirit that awakened him to this special, very close connection he had with the Lord at the end of his life. But we know that in his asking for the Eucharist to be brought to him, something special had was happening between him and the Lord. Simply ask the Lord and do it as often as you feel bothered, you know, worried that maybe this person is going to die without salvation or die without the, the, the faith growth that you're praying for. Lord, do not let them die before they dot, 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 fill in the blank. For some people, what works is going to a retreat, going to a conference that is spirit-filled. And, you know, if they're, if they're willing to say yes to coming along with you on that, you don't have to say anything, but hey, let's get away for a weekend. And yes, it is a Christian retreat, but they're not, none of us, they and myself, we're not going to try to force our beliefs on you. But I think if you just go and relax and see if the Lord has anything for you, uh, you know, just, just come along. And if nothing else, you get a, a time away at a nice pretty lake or wherever the retreat house might be. For some people, that will work. And when they are there, their faith is awakened. Their faith comes alive. Each person is different. I cannot tell you what will work for your loved one, but I can tell you what won't work. What won't work is trying to convince them with words. Words become debate. Debate never wins souls for Christ. Debate never awakens the faith of anybody. Debate never increases a weak faith into a strong faith. Debate never brings repentance. Telling somebody that they are thinking wrong, believing wrong, doing something wrong, does not motivate them to change. We debate people. We do get into arguments because we care. We care so much. We want them to believe. We, have, we, we are filled with wisdom and knowledge and truth that has been put into us. And we want to make a difference in them. We want to share our knowledge with them. We want to share with them the benefit of the truths that, that, we, that we've learned. And we care so much. You know, we, we, we hammer it, them with it. You know, we, we have so much we want to share. But you know what? Sometimes the best we can do with our words is to first, and this is a very important point, first listen listen to them listen to their false teachings listen to their sinful lifestyles whatever they're talking about listen to them 
asking the Holy Spirit silently within yourself, asking the Holy Spirit to show you, reveal to you, inspire in your thinking and awareness of where they have a little bit of a door open. Where is there something that's a little bit of where the Lord has his foot in their door and you can use that as an opportunity to be the Lord's instrument? Where are they willing to consider a different point of view? And what single truth do you know that will fit through that crack in the door? One single truth. And pose it as a question or pose it as a, you know, how about considering this rather than you've got to believe this, you've got to understand this. Or just, you know, I am saying this because it's important, so please listen to me, I want to be heard. We need to get past ourselves. We need to get past our desire to want to be heard and start hearing them and hearing the Holy Spirit. Well, we are so set on wanting to be heard, we cannot hear the Holy Spirit telling us what that little crack in the door is, how he's got his foot in the door, what is there that we can address, that we can speak to, that will get through that little crack. We need to discern that single bit of truth and say it with compassion, a calm voice, maybe in the form of a question, very possibly in the form of a testimony, rather than say, here's something you need to consider, rather say, here's something that I struggled with at one point. You know, I, I felt the same way you did, and here's what changed me. Here's how I learned a different way of looking at it. And then don't say, and I want you to see it the same way. It's just simply being a good listener and sharing some bit of truth, one single bit of truth from the listener's point of view. In other words, as a listener, we identify something and we share it, constantly listening to how much of this is getting through or even not even thinking about that, but just constantly listening to how is this person responding? Is that person showing evidence that they want more? If not, back off. Stop right there and turn it over to the Holy Spirit. Silently say, Lord, you take over from here. Lord, it's your turn. And then you t entirely change the subject. Change it to something that where you already are both agreeing and or, or, or saying, change it to something funny. Change it to a totally benign, neutral conversation and trust the Holy Spirit to take that one bit of truth that you shared and nurture it like a seed planted in the ground. Let go. Let go of your desire to see change happen now. Let go of your desire to be believed. Turn it into having fun with this person, enjoying your time together. Or in some cases it might be you just say what needs to be said, give them a smile, and walk out of the room. 
Sometimes we have to physically remove ourselves to let that person think. Or maybe we have to physically remove ourselves to stop ourselves from saying any more. Think about what worked for you. What brought you to a fully immersed life in Christ? What converted you when you needed conversion? What strengthened your faith when you relied more on worldly beliefs than on Christian truths? What brought you back to church after being away for a while? What strengthened your faith when your faith was weak? Bring these things to mind because when you analyze what worked for you, you find the strength to do the same for others. You find the way to do it for others. Also think about the conversion stories of others. Then think about your loved ones who need conversion and with the Holy Spirit's help, reflect on what might open their minds to the truth. In light of what worked for you and others, you might find something that will work for them. In my life, for example, my conversion happened when a friend explained how God miraculously changes bread and wine into the actual body and blood of Christ during the Catholic Mass. As I was listening to him explain, something inside of me, which I later learned was the Holy Spirit at work in me, was saying, yes, this is the truth. And I developed a longing to have that miracle happen in my life, to go in and witness that bread and the wine being changed into the actual body and blood of Jesus. And then I wanted to be receiving that Jesus. I, I, I wanted to participate in Catholic communion because this was a supernatural event. This was the moment of my whole turnaround away from the occult into the Catholic Church. Notice the role that God played in my conversion. It was the Holy Spirit in me that said what this person is speaking is the truth. Now I know for a fact that this person had been praying for my conversion for a long time. I know it now, but I didn't know it at the time. So there was this big background of, of prayer that led to my being nurtured by the Holy Spirit in the truth when I finally heard it. Think about the role that God played in your conversion story. None of us will ever be able to convince someone to change their minds and become a faith-filled believer by our own efforts. God needs to intervene with supernatural help. And in the next podcast, I am going to go into this in greater depth. We need God's divine power to prove the truth of the words that we speak. For today, in this podcast, what I would like to leave you with is the truth that we need to let go of our own attempts to change others and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Let them be prepared for the Holy Spirit to work in them through our intercessory prayers for them. And then we need to let the Holy Spirit do his thing. I'd like to close this podcast by serving as God's delivery person 
for some supernatural aid to you. Before I sat down to record this podcast, I went into prayer asking the Lord to reveal something to me that could benefit you. This is what I felt that he wants me to share with everyone listening to this podcast. Everyone who has been praying for the conversion of someone who is near and dear to them. God wants you to hear this. Trust in me, my beloved one, and rely on me. I know how much you care. I have given you a fraction of how much I care. I want you to feel a little of the depth of the pain that I feel as I watch my children turn their backs on me. Use this pain to keep you motivated to continue praying fervently. Your prayers are making a difference, although you cannot see that right now. We are fighting a battle together. Satan thinks he is winning, but he is in fact not. Every demon in your loved one's life will lose this battle. My son has already conquered evil on the cross. I am far, far greater than what the enemy is doing in your loved one's life. Trust in me. I am not sitting idly by. I am not ignoring the problems. I care far more than you can imagine. So keep praying and increase your faith, increase your own faith by spending more time deepening your relationship with me. Repent of everything that diminishes our relationship. This will make a bigger difference in how I can work miracles through you. My friend, pray this prayer with me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. There is more of you than what I have now in my life. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.